Hello, everyone. Welcome to Transman Perspective, a podcast documenting my experience and thoughts in navigating the world while trans. So this is season two, episode one, understanding the impact men have in the world. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the impact and what it really means to be male, what what it means to be a man in the world, and you know what that looks like right now and the impact that that can have in the world and on other people. So one, right, what does it mean to be a man? So when you think of man, male, you know, what's the first thing that really comes to your mind? And of course, everything in this podcast will always just be from my perspective, my experience. So I'm going to go ahead and just share, you know, what that means for me, what I think about when I think um, of the word man, or I think of just men in general, you know, to me, you know, I personally have a lot of triggers with men. I've had a lot of bad experiences. So for me, what comes up is, you know, the basic understanding of the toxic masculinity, right? So I think of, you know, men is, you know, tends to be someone who's not quite in tune with their emotions, you know, is not an emotional man, emotional you know, spaces aren't welcome for manly men, right? The other thing is like very competitive. Um, that can be in, you know, being an athlete or just being strong or being competitive in the way where it's like, you know, I, I need to have the best. I need to be the best. I need to show everyone that I'm the best. And that could be in career. That could be in you know, sports, it can be in just anything really, or just with other men, right? Like there's a lot of competitiveness that happens there. Um, And sometimes, you know, sometimes that could be fine, that could be fun. um, But a lot of times it's more coming from a space of needing to prove yourself, needing to show other people that you are strong, that you are enough, that you are capable. Um, So it's not really coming from a loving place, it's coming from a place of fear, right? place of fear and insecurity, um, which also translates to aggression, right? Aggressiveness is a big thing that I think of when I think of men. Um, and that's just been a lot of my experience, right? A lot of bad experiences with aggressive men. And this could be, you know, dominating over you physically. So like physical abuse or even sexual abuse. Um, or it can just be a very aggressive you know, way of being, right? So like sometimes a lot of defensiveness or a lot of, you know, having to be right and showing that in an aggressive way, you know, a lot of men confuse assertiveness with aggressiveness and vice versa. You know, they think they're being assertive, but really it's aggression and it's coming across with a lot of anger. It's coming a lot of, across with a lot of frustration. Um, you know, and, and that's just, to me, that's like pent up insecurity, pent up fear. Um, and it's coming out in that aggressive way, right? Which translates to scary. That's scary because you don't know what to expect with a man who has that much aggression. Um, you know, which also ties into like the whole alpha-ness or machismo kind of thing, right? It's like and that feeds into that whole having to prove yourself, having to like show people um, what you're capable of. Um, and that also even ties into like that feeling of invincibility. They can do anything. I am everything. Like, don't tell me what I can or can't do, right? They will prove you wrong. <laughs> um, 
And then, of course, that ties into, you know, kind of like the know-it-all, do-it-all, always-be-right kind of mentality, right? Um, A lot of men get into conversations already wanting to prove that they're right, prove that they're intelligent, prove that they know the thing. And some men, um, you know, they will not, even if they're incredibly wrong (laughs) and they have a lot of evidence uh, to show that they're wrong, they will still never back down, right? They have to be right. They have to be on top. Um, You know, so those are the kind of things that I think of when I think of men and being a man and what masculinity kind of, you know, looks like. And those are just things that are tied based on my experience and based on, you know, just, yeah. So like what I've seen and and that's really like fear based, right? Like I, I have a lot of fear based trauma, um, you know, attached to men. So that's, you know, one of the first things that I used to think about a lot when I just think of men, you know, being around men was scary for me. Um, I just didn't really like to even be around that. So, you know, kind of thinking about, you know, what that toxic masculinity looks like, um, you know, the next part is like, you know, how are others impacted by this type of masculinity? So what's the trauma that exists there, right? So, you know, for other masculine identified people, you know, this could trigger defensiveness, right? So if you're with another man who has like the toxic masculinity going on, you know, other men might feel defensive, might need to, you know, feel the need to prove that they're the alpha or they need to, you know, feel the need to prove themselves or they might match that aggression um, and need to have to, um, you know, show that they're the best. So that could be physically, that could be with words or debates or fights in conversations. Um, you know, and the other thing too is, you know, most men or a lot of men, um, you know, they don't see emotions as good, right? So like they they keep up the whole stoic kind of thing going on. So like men won't be vulnerable with each other and it just creates this cycle of aggressive, toxic men triggering that same thing in other men because you you're constantly in this rat race of trying to prove yourself and trying to let other people know that you're not weak right weak being defined as emotional or vulnerable or being in touch with that femme side of you even because femininity is not welcome in the whole masculinity thing for the most part right um you know what does that impact look um what does that look like to like female identified people or people who are more on the femme side? Right. And this is kind of where, where I fall in based on like my past female based traumas. So that's, you know, fear of abuse, fear of being controlled, needing to be submissive, feeling less than right. There's a lot of like inferiority um, emotions going on there with, with these type of men. Um, and really bottom line, right, is men are scary. They're aggressive. I can be hurt by men emotionally, physically, and sexually. You know, there's fear that men don't know how to accept no in whatever capacity that is. So that's no to dates, right? You have those stories that you hear that um, 
actually, I recently heard one where like a teenage girl said no to a date to a boy and he, um, I don't know if he actually killed her or he did something where he almost killed her because he just could not accept the no. It was a big rejection. He didn't know how to handle that. So like, you know, his solution to that is to get in touch with that aggressive side, right? Um, so there's a lot of fear in just saying no to men in any kind of capacity because you don't know how they're going to be able to handle that. You know, men taking what they want, um, being alone with a man uh, just causes anxiety, right? Um, or even like any situations where men are taking up space or they're speaking too loudly or having too much confidence even can sometimes all be a trigger, right? Um, so these are just kind of some of the ways that, you know, just simply being a man can trigger that fear because these are such deeply instilled fears um, that, you know, just happen within people. And it's so easy just being a man and just existing as a man to just trigger those really deeply held fears and traumas. Um, so my personal experience, right, with transition is I'm now close to five years on testosterone. And I still remember so clearly, you know, the two times um, early on in my transition that I really felt the impact that I had as male and just by existing, right? Um, you know, so the first time that I really felt this, it was about a year into my transition, so I masculinized very quickly. Like I just, um, my body looked very male. I got really broad shoulders and I just, you know, I looked stocky and sturdy and I had my beard going on already. And I was out walking um, alone at night and I was just taking, I, I really enjoy night walks. Um, it's a, a time where I can just go and like, you know, get lost in my thoughts and just kind of like meditative walking kind of thing. I just love them so much. So I was out walking at night and I was walking down the sidewalk and this woman turns the corner and she's starting to now walk towards me. And it's late at night. It's just the two of us. And I noticed the moment that she noticed me and immediately that fear is triggered and she's like clutching her purse closer to her. She's kind of like closing off her body, um, bringing her coat closer, you know, into her. And then she looks at me and then she quickens her pace and starts crossing the street. That way she can avoid walking by me. Right. And that's simply just the two of us there. And by me just existing and her identifying me as male, that fear was triggered. And she decided to just in any way, shape or form, just get away from me. Right. So my first instinct, because this was the very first time this happened to me, is I wanted to run after him and be like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm nice. Like, I'm not going to hurt you. But I realized that's that's definitely not, you know, what I should have done at that point. So I just kind of stood there. Um, and I just, man, it just hit me so profoundly because I've been on the other side of that so many times. I know so deeply what that fear is and, you know, having to just get away from this strange man, you know, out at night because that could result in, you know, being murdered. That can result in being raped. That can 
result in just being physically abused. Like you have no idea what's going to happen. There's many, there's been so many times where I've been really close to that, where I've even been almost kidnapped by a man, um, and like taken into his van. And, you know, there's, there's just too many times to count, unfortunately. And that's, that's just how it is that I completely understood that feeling, but it was so weird to be on the other side of that for the first time. You know, I just, I felt so bad and I didn't know what to do. And so at that point, like I just went home um, so I can just think about that and process that. And then the second time that this was made really clear to me was actually with my sister. So my sister and I are really, really close. Like we've had a sisterly bond for the longest time. I mean, I didn't start my transition until I was 27. So that's 27 years of being socialized female. And, you know, the sister-sister dynamic, you know, very often, you know, you're able to change in front of each other. You've seen each other naked. You know, maybe as kids, you probably even took showers together. Like, it's not a big deal. And I remember, again, this was about a year into my transition. I had my beard. I just looked very masculine. And I was in her room, and we were just chatting. And then, you know, she started to change into a different outfit. And so she was starting to take off her shirt, and then she kind of paused, and she looked at me. And I, I clearly remember her expression. So she looked at me and she looked really confused and uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden she's like, you know, actually, do you mind turning around? Because all of a sudden I just kind of felt really weird with you seeing me change. And so at that, at that moment it didn't quite click. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, so I turned around and she went ahead and changed. We just continued talking. But then, you know, later that day, I took some time to kind of ponder that and, you know, it hit me again, right? Like it, it hit me, you know, the responsibility that I have in just being male in the world, because here's my sister who's known me my entire life. She knows who I am. She knows that I would never hurt her, that, you know, I'm still who I am and we have like these 28 years together in the world, right? She knows me so deeply better than most people know me. Yet, just by being male, being in the same room, I was able to trigger that fear in her of men. And that's very profound. That's amazing. That changed everything for me because it doesn't matter what the relationship is right? It doesn't matter how close you are to someone. Just by being a male in the world, you have the ability to incite that fear. You have the ability to bring back that trauma and that trigger for people who have that and who, you know, have had those bad experiences in life. So that moment really taught me the responsibility that I have, right? So I could either, you know, in that moment, just having felt that in that moment, I could make a choice. You know, I could go ahead and, you know, continue to just live my life and do my best and, like, just be okay with that. Or I can be really purposeful with that. I can really take the time to cultivate the awareness and to understand what the responsibility is and then take accountability for that, right? Like, it's not my fault that 
you know, I'm male. It's not my fault that other men in the world have instilled these deep traumas in people that now I, I'm able to have this kind of impact unknowingly, right? And I can choose to just continue to be ignorant about that, right? And just like not think about it too much. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, it had such an impact on me that I, I chose to like, I'm like, you know what, I need to figure this out because I don't want to have this impact on people. And I want to be able to create a different experience of, you know, what a man can be for others. You know, I, I don't want that to be what I trigger in people. Like I just felt so awful. And mostly because I know so well what that feeling is. I know so well what that fear is. And if I can do anything to change that, to change the narrative and to change the experience um, and to, you know, redefine masculinity and what I think that is and be able to live that and embody that. And then by me doing that, give other men permission to see this new type of masculinity, like... I felt like that was something that was really important. I had to figure that out. I had to, you know, find out how to do that. But in order to find out how to change, I have to really understand the impact and understand what that really looks like, right? So so this is, you know, what I've decided to do. This is what this season two is going to be all about. Um, so this first episode was just kind of defining masculinity and men and what being a man is like um or how it can be defined here in the world how a lot of people see it and what those triggers are um you know so that's not to be clear too like this is not what all men are like clearly um but this is what a lot of um you know a lot of things that are triggered um in the world right now by men these are the things that are triggered um so i think it's important to talk about that and like point that out first um to cultivate that awareness um so episode 2 is going to be about you know the accountability and how to go about cultivating the awareness and how i went about it um and kind of what that looked like okay so Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I hope that you find that we are much more alike than we are different. Much love, and remember to always be kind, and I will see you guys in the next episode.